Hello again, my name is Andrew Wetzel. Welcome to another real estate podcast. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster in southeastern Pennsylvania. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, co-chair professional standards at Tri-County Suburban Realtors, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you as always for taking the time to listen. Today's topic is the Bright MLS March 2022 Delaware County, Pennsylvania Residential Housing Report. Showing Time, using Bright MLS statistics, has released their local market insight report for single-family homes in Delaware County, Pennsylvania through March 2022. If you'd like information about this or any other county or any specific municipalities in the Delaware Valley, please contact me or visit my website, andrewwetzel.com. I'm only a phone call, an email, or a text away, and I respond promptly to all inquiries. The overall real estate market continues to be affected by lingering effects of the pandemic, which contributed to, if not caused, an inventory shortage. Combined with historically low interest rates and increased post-pandemic interest in home ownership, the historically low inventory levels created a huge surge in pricing which many are confusing with the bubble we experienced some 15 years ago. Interest rates have risen rather dramatically in the short term with some increase in inventory, but for the most part, prices and competition remain intense. As always, your experience may differ depending upon your location and how you may have been personally impacted by the pandemic. As I always say, the decision to buy or sell real estate is a personal one and the current environment typifies that as many sellers have stayed off the market while many buyers do extraordinary things to beat their competition. This report compares current year-to-date results to one year ago at the same time period. As with all real estate statistics, two things are true. First, the performance within individual zip codes can and will vary significantly from the overall county. Real estate is local. Results can vary from neighborhood to neighborhood, and even block to block. There is no such thing as a national real estate market any more than there's a national weather forecast. So, whether you may be thinking about selling or buying, please contact me for details about your areas of interest. I can provide current information and keep you informed about the evolving market. Deciding whether it's the right time to sell or buy, again, is a personal decision, and it typically involves a number of variables. I can provide the knowledge and insight to help you decide what works for you. My second point is that, unfortunately, all real estate statistics involving sold data are stale. This is especially true if you're relying on Internet valuation models, which use recorded data rather than up-to-date multiple listing service information. Even then, while a sale may be reported as having settled or closed today, the real question is, when was the offer submitted and negotiated? Typically, financed sales can take 45 to 60 days to close, so the market today may be different from when the offer was presented and negotiated. Up-to-date information, even if not perfect, is important. As far as the statistics, There were 1,868 new for sale listings in the first quarter of 2022. 
compared to 1,862 same time period through March of 2021, a slight decrease of 7 tenths of 1%, not a big deal. There were 1,577 closed sales through March 2022 compared to 1,498 last year same time period. That represents an increase of 5.3%. That's interesting. The median selling price through March of 2022 was an even $269,000 compared to $245,000 for the first quarter of last year. That represents an increase of 9.8%. The flat number of newly listed properties apparently had little to no effect on the number sold while substantially increasing their selling prices. The number of currently available properties, 391, is below one year ago, which was 444. The days on the market statistic, 29 this quarter, 27 last year, same quarter, and sold to list price ratio, currently 101.2% compared to 99.5%, are both improved while the month's supply of inventory is less than a month at 7 tenths of one month. Inventory just isn't lasting. That number is down 42% from a year ago. The low inventory combined with pent-up demand has created and sustains our current market. Again, these numbers vary throughout the county. The underlying data show a wide range of results in all categories among the 49 different municipalities in Delaware County. What happens going forward? We are technically in the spring market. Generally speaking, Low inventory levels in some areas continue to produce multiple offers and a frenzy among buyers. It's not easy being a buyer or a buyer's agent these days. Unfortunately, some of these buyers may live to regret a hasty decision to get a property under contract. During the shutdown, when in-person real estate activity was not permitted in the state of Pennsylvania, many buyers started making offers sight unseen, some without inspections to improve their odds against competition. Buyers have tried to be very creative to get themselves an advantage. The effects of that remain to be seen, perhaps taking a number of years, but real estate, perhaps with the exception of those properties acquired strictly as investments with documented income, is generally not something, giving its expense and complexity, that the typical buyer would want to purchase without an in-person showing, let alone removing the protections of an inspection contingency. Technology, including pictures, virtual tours, floor plans, three-dimensional tours, etc., however advanced, has its limitations. I strongly think you need to visit a house and walk through it. One major difference between the present day and past years in terms of competition and all that results from that competition is the presence of investment groups buying large blocks of real estate often with cash and limited contingencies, solely for the purpose of using them as rentals. 60 Minutes just did a report on that a couple weekends ago. Unfortunately, many of these property purchases are properties that would appeal to first-time buyers. The competition for them has driven up prices and prevented many of these buyers from becoming homeowners. As long as rental income remains strong, these investors will continue to acquire properties. The irony is twofold. First, rental incomes remain strong as many are unable to purchase their own homes, which creates competition. 
So there's rental competition driven by sale competition. Second, the elevated rental pricing is preventing many from saving for the down payment they need to obtain financing. I'm frankly not sure that there's a way to change this in the short term. But what about the properties that didn't sell? Many came off the market over the last couple years and still remain off the market. As the pandemic has evolved, some properties did come back on the market, but many have not. Did those owners delay, change, or completely give up their plans? Buying activity has been very strong, but some sellers are reluctant to allow showings or may have issues they're dealing with, especially if they need to buy their own next home. While selling their home may produce a windfall, what will buying cost them? My only concern is whether people are making an informed decision or reacting to what they think is happening in the market. As with the real estate market 15 years ago, the sellers who jumped in early may have had the best success if they needed to buy another home. Along the same line, some sellers will wait too long and miss an opportunity to maximize their proceeds. Buyers and sellers need to do the same planning and preparation that those tasks typically require, regardless of the type of real estate market. Of course, that's easier said than done. Anyone looking to sell or buy needs to understand their local market and decide how to react to the pandemic as a variable that has evolved over the past two years, and hopefully will be gone in the near future. However, the effects of buying and selling remain for years. They are important decisions and likely require the knowledge and insight that only a professional can provide. I tell my clients that I can't guarantee that their house will sell if it's on the market, but I'm fairly certain that it won't if they take it off the market. Anyone trying to sell now may have less competition and more offers to consider. Alternatively, buyers may have more competition and fewer houses to consider. Time is of the essence. Hiring an experienced, trained, and educated professional is, in my opinion, more important than ever. Despite the pandemic, every house will not sell. Houses may get showings without generating offers unless buyers think that they're priced within the range of their perceived worth. That includes any need to overbid on the house to get it. Most property listings whose contracts are canceled or allowed to expire have asking prices considered high for their market and or they were poorly marketed, meaning that some buyers and agents may not have even known that a house was available to look at and purchase. Some buyers may even make full price or higher offers just to control the process only to have remorse later as inspection results are revealed. Again, some people are buying without inspections. I don't know what you'd do at that point if you learn not to like the house. Of course, all this depends on the ratio of buyers and sellers, so there's more to this than just the raw statistics. If a market has a lot of inventory, some buyers may not be willing to look at houses priced high compared to the rest of the market. Why try to negotiate a price down when other similar properties are available at more competitive prices? Remember, buyers generally focus on location, features, and property condition. Many sellers are open to negotiating their price, but they'll never get the chance if people don't know their house is available. As with everything else I've mentioned here, I'll be happy to discuss specifics with you. The overall economy, despite some people touting specific statistics, 
has serious issues that will keep some out of the market. Statistics aside, what are you planning to do? Real estate is generally a long-term investment unless you're looking to fix and flip it or planning to move within a short period of time. There are opportunities out there. As with the stock market, it may be very difficult to pick the best time to make a move. All you can do is get the best available information, determine what's in your own best interests, and then start the process. Getting started is easy once you take action. If you want or need to sell any type of real estate, now or in the future, whether you tried and did not succeed before or you're planning for the first time, it's never too early to start the planning and preparation. Please do not wait for what you think is a better or the best time to start. Sellers need to understand that buyers look all year long and can only see and buy properties that are available to see. Buyers need to understand that new houses are coming on the market all the time. They have to be convinced that what they're seeing and what they want to make an offer on is the best without having to look over their shoulder thinking something better will come along. Based on what we experienced in 2021, is waiting something you should consider? As I always like to close my podcasts, remember two things. One, there's no time for inexperience, empty promises, or false expectations. Second, hire wisely. We're not all the same. Thank you again, as always, for listening.